Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Om Shanti. The time that we choose to be aware doesn't necessarily require me to just sit and meditate. But even while I walk and move around, I can be in a meditative awareness, which is awareness of the soul, the original, eternal, imperishable being of light. For a little while, I'd like to invite you to be present, to be here, and to be now. Allow your mind to settle in the moment, to relax. This meditation is about awareness. It's about becoming aware of your original and eternal self. It's about connecting to your truth. Let go of your name. And observe yourself feeling nameless. Let go of your gender to discontinue thinking you're a man or a woman. Let it go and observe how you would feel walking around without a gender. Let go of the role that you play and let go of the titles that you own. Observe how you're feeling as you are gradually letting go. Let go of your religion and put it aside just for now. And let go of your nationality and even the language that you're accustomed to. Imagine you have no name, gender, role, title, religion, nationality, or even a language. 
ask yourself, how do you feel at this moment? And in this feeling, who would think of you and who would you think of? The Supreme Soul would think of you and you, the liberated soul, would think of the Supreme. In this state of absolute freedom, I am truly who I am. A free, peaceful, pure, immortal, eternal soul. Allow yourself to just be absorbed in this awareness. At this time. Hello everyone. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. That was Letting Go from Inclusion Revolution Together with Love, available everywhere. I hope you enjoyed that meditation and it reminded you of just how absolutely priceless and powerful you are inside. And perhaps all the attachments and um, separation that we go through internally is what's reducing the power of the human potential and the power of the soul. And I've often felt that that meditation gives me an invitation to remember just how strong I am, just how safe I am, just how unlimited and powerful I really am. And I hope it does the same for you. So holiday seasons are here. Everything is going on as it's supposed to. We've been through a lot in 2019. We're consistently planning the future to always be better than the past. And we find that sometimes even the dark moments can also be gifts. They were insights to help us to see ourselves in ways that we couldn't see when everything is just honky-dory. Today our special guest is Ashley Lemieux, and she is the author and sought-after public speaker, widely successful lifestyle influencer. She's the founder of the online community, The Shine Project, where she's a cheerleader for women and creates resources and tools that have ignited a path of clarity and fulfillment for hundreds of thousands of women around the world. Through her fashion and lifestyle brand, Shop Ashley Lemieux, she empowers women who do to show up confidently and courageously to their lives, and she believes that you can turn your pain into power. Her new book is entitled Born to Shine, Practical Tools to Help You Shine, Even in Life's Darkest Moments. Today we welcome Ashley Lemieux to America Meditating Radio. Happy holidays to you, Ashley, and thank you for joining us. Hi, Sister Jenna. Thanks so much for having me today. Congratulations on your new book, Born to Shine. 
Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. It's been a wild ride, and I'm just so happy that it's finally out there into the world. How long did it take you to write it? It took me over a year, and it is something that since I was eight years old, I knew that I was supposed to do, so I feel like it was a really long time coming, (laughs) Um, Mm. but it took me over a year to actually write it. It's like what Dwayne Dari used to say, that your song is still in you, so your book was in you, and it was just ready to come out. (laughs) Oh, yes, I love that. (laughs) That's Mm. exactly it. Yeah, beautiful. So I know you've been through quite a story and a journey, and haven't we all? Sometimes we can try to compete with our pain with one another when we tell our stories to each other. And even sometimes we compete with our celebrations to one another, no pun intended. We are so much in need to know who we are and why we're here. And you and your husband went through quite a lot. Uh, You lost your children in an adoption battle which you say had sent you really into a wicked tailspin. But it ultimately became the precursor to teach you how to soar. Would you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit about that story and what actually happened? Yes. To start with, I love what you just said, because even though all of us have such different experiences throughout our lives, I believe the feelings that we share connect us because we all experience the same feelings. And my husband and I, several years ago, literally overnight became permanent guardians to a four and a six-year-old little girl and boy. And our world expanded. And going from just the two of us to the four of us, literally overnight was the most amazing blessing and gift and also one of the biggest learning curves that we (laughs) that we needed to figure out I remember before the kids came to live with us I called my sister and I was like what do I feed kids like how often do they need baths and how do I enroll them in kindergarten all the things but we became a family in every sense of the word and we were together for over half of their lives so for over four years and during the final step of our adoption process from transitioning to being their legal permanent guardians to having an official adoption we experienced a very unexpected contested adoption and for two years we fought just tooth and nail in court to keep our family together and During that time, it was one of the most horrific and fearful times of our lives because the future of our family was so uncertain and we weren't allowed to tell anyone what was going on and our names were just being slandered in court because the other side was lying so much about us that the judge, no one outside the case can know what's happening and that was it. And we had to be careful. Where did the kids come from? They came from another state and they came to live with us in Arizona. Were they foster children or children of friends of yours? Yeah, they were children of someone that we knew um, who signed the children over to us. Yes. Okay, got it. Oh, wow. All right, please continue. The juvenile court system in this country isn't something you experience unless you find yourself in the middle of it. And we realized there were so many things going against protecting the children. And it became just absolutely terrifying. And almost two years into fighting for them, um, I was on the other side of the country for work. I had stopped traveling during this time, but there was a work opportunity that 
I had done every year, and I just really needed to go and kind of out of just an act of rebellion to to sure. take our life back and to not have this just keep drowning us. I went, and I was only going to be gone for three days. And during that time, an emergency court hearing had been called because we were supposed to have our final week of trial in February, and it was the beginning of January, and an emergency court hearing had been called and I was we were told that it was just kind of a standard procedure to get last minute things ready for the mm-hmm. final trial because it had kept been dragging out and that I didn't need to be there and that everything was going to be okay and so we were encouraged that it was okay that I'm not there and my husband can show up of course I'm waiting at my hotel room just for my husband to check in after the hearing was over just to update me and let me know what's going on and he calls, his voice is just really quiet and somber, and he says, Ashley, they're returning the kids tomorrow, mm. and they're not giving you time to come home. Mm. And I remember that moment, it was like someone just took a hammer to my heart and my spirit and my soul and just shattered it into a million pieces. And we weren't allowed to tell the kids what was going on, and so... That night from my hotel room, I had to write them a goodbye letter that a worker from the state was going to give them the next day. And the next morning, my husband was instructed to drop them off at school as normal. And then they were picked up by a state worker um, and told that they were never coming home again. And that was the last time that we ever saw our kids. Now, have you spoken to them since? We haven't. Oh, and how long ago has that been? It'll be three years ago next month. So how were you able to overcome the grief and the sense of loss after this incredible heartbreaking struggle? I don't know if it's something I'll ever fully overcome because it's something that I still feel daily. But I think that overcoming grief and loss gets to a point where you learn how to live with it in a way that you can still feel joy. And I had to learn that there's a difference between feeling pain and feeling suffering. And feeling the suffering of losing my children created this hopelessness in my life that felt like this downward spiral that I couldn't ever get out of. And I had to learn how to overcome the suffering so that even if I still felt the pain of having them not with me, that I could still feel the joy. And for me, being able to let go of my suffering started happening when I was able to start viewing my pain as my privilege and allowing it to start teaching me things that could then turn into my power and then I could go help other women get through the things in their lives that were bringing them down. That's a lot to go through, but look at the light at the end of the tunnel. Talking about your new book, Born to Shine, Share what we can find in the book and why the title, Born to Shine, was so important for you to name this book. So Born to Shine really is an anthem and a call to courage for women everywhere who have the courage to believe that their story is not over yet. And during this really hard time in my life, I kept looking for resources or books or all these things that I wanted to have to help What I found is that there are so many amazing stories and books out there, and a lot of times they're written from a place of having the miracle happen or having kind of the story end up 
wrapping up perfectly and mine just didn't have that mm-hmm. I knew that it was important for me to write what I wish that I would have had during the hardest time of my life and it really walks women through and helps them know that even if life doesn't look okay right now for them that it's still okay and that there are tools and things that you can do in your daily life to help you shine even in the darkest moments. And that's why Mm -hmm. I named it Born to Shine because I think in our lives we have so many experiences and situations that make us doubt what our purpose is. It makes, they make us doubt the power of who we are. It makes us doubt and forget what we were born to do. And it separates us from this greater love that is intertwined in everything that we do. And so I wanted the book to be called Born to Shine so that it could be a reminder of who it is that we are and what we were born to do because it's so easy to forget that. Well, in it, you also talk about the fight with love. It's like almost like an oxymoron, you know, like we're going to wage war for peace. Elaborate yes. a little bit more on what you mean by talking about fighting with love and in what way did love help to transform your life? Specifically during our court battle, it was literally the biggest fight of our lives. And at first, I was showing up so angry to everybody involved, and I was so mad. And before we'd have to go in front of the judge, I would be in the court bathroom just throwing up, just so sick to my stomach. And it was like that fight was literally destroying me. And so I started asking myself the question, because I thought there has to be a better way than this, because at the end of the fight, if this is how I keep fighting, it's going to destroy me no matter what happens. So I started asking myself the question, how do you show up to the biggest fight of your life? And Mm -hmm. one morning, sitting in the courtroom, the answer came, and it was, you show up with love. And I realized that the only thing that was going to sustain me was love and tapping into that greater source. And so then I had to grasp onto, okay, well, what type of love can help me right now? Because I had lost the love for myself. And I had lost Mm -hmm. the love for a lot of things, and so I needed to get back to that place. So in the beginning, it was the love for my children that got me out of bed. It was my love for my time with them and for our family and just who they are as individual people that literally propelled me to get up and then to show up in even the hardest circumstances just surrounded with love. And I allowed that love to sustain me until I could get back to a place where It could stem from a love of myself. How long did that actually take you to go through a pretty fair share of your healing and recognizing that you were born to shine despite whatever the destiny had to give to you? Probably about four years. And And it comes and goes, right? There's the wave still, right? Because, yes, I was just going to say that even still... You know, it's been three years since we've lost our kids, and even still, there are days, even just this past weekend, where I feel so consumed with darkness and pain that I really have to fight to remember the truth about my life. And so it is something that comes and goes. Yes, I can imagine. It's like a wave. (laughs) So you also lead a beautiful project called The Sign Project, which is an online community What was the reason for you to start that, and can you share what the mission of Shine Project is? 
I started the Shine Project as a senior in college. I was newly married. We had hardly two pennies to rub together, and I wanted to be a writer, but so many people were telling me that it was impossible, and so I needed to figure out a real job. <laughs> so as I'm graduating from college and not knowing what I was going to do next, because what I wanted to do, everyone told me, wasn't a good idea, it was when blogging kind of started taking an upswing. And I thought, you know what, maybe I won't be a full-time writer because it's going to be too hard, but what if I could just create an online blog? And I'm going to call it The Shine Project because I wanted to choose a word for my year that would help motivate me. And the word that I chose was shine because I wanted to shine post-college as a graduate and as a new wife and just in this new time in my life. So Mm -hmm. I started this blog to create resources and tools and writing and a community for women to come and just gather the strength and the support that they needed so that they could shine in their lives as well. And the blog grew and it, it grew to the point that when I graduated that year from college that it became my full-time job. And since then, uh, the Shine Project has really turned into this community for women to come and get the tools and resources that they need to shine in their personal and professional lives. And we do in-person events. Uh, we do online courses and workshops and videos so that no matter where the woman is in her life, that she can come feel supported and have help getting from where she is to where she wants to go. Mm, lovely. Isn't that amazing how things can just start kind of like naturally osmosis and stuff like that? I love it. I want to talk about your shop, the Shop Ashley Lemieux, which employs students who need financial assistance, which is great. And I even have learned that your business has provided over 80 college scholarships, giving students education, yeah. confidence, and that's so good for you, Ashley. You go, girl. Yeah. So so tell us about the business and the success stories with some of the students that you've helped. So when I started the Shine Project and I was in that final year of college, I was interning at an inner city high school here in Phoenix. And I met these students that just needed further help and mentorship and resources to get from where they were and to receive a higher education because most of them would be the first in their families to graduate from high school, let alone consider going to college. And there was a lack of help for them. So since my blog was growing, I decided that I was going to use that platform to help these students have a voice so that we could raise money to send them to school. That first year, we raised enough money to help send seven of the kids to college, which was so exciting. And after that, though, I just knew that they needed more than money because the money is going to run out at some point. And, and I thought that if I could create a company where we employed the students, give them jobs, uh, let them work inside of the community, gave them opportunities to network with each other and leaders within the community that when they graduated, they could really be leaders. And Beautiful. I didn't have any money, so we started with our life savings of $300, and <laughs> I bought uh, the materials to make jewelry because I thought that if I could have the students make the jewelry, then the women who were reading my blog would buy it and have an everyday reminder that they that they were involved in something bigger than them and they were literally changing people's lives. So we launched it out of my little tiny cockroach-infested condo 
And <laughs> I was just hoping that my mom and her friends would buy the jewelry that week so I could tell that first group of students that at least some of it was sold because <laughs> I had given mm-hmm. them all jobs. And we launched that week and it all sold out. And so I knew that we were onto something. And over the years, we were sold in hundreds of stores across the world. We were sold in places like Hallmark. And because of that, we were able to really give these students an experience of work and of leadership that they hadn't had before. We would fly the students out. They would be going on their first airplane ride to go work our big trade shows in other states. And they really were just integrated to every part of the company. We were able to help the students in the program become first-generation college students. And one of our students, her name was Gabby and I met her as a junior in high school, and she was one of the first students in our program that we give jobs to, and over the course of the years, I saw her go from this really shy, quiet person, uncertain of what she wanted to do in her life, to being the manager of the Shine Project, to traveling across the country at trade shows, to graduating from college. She was the first one in her family to graduate. And she has a full-time job, and she's incredibly successful at what she does. And students like her who just had so much potential and just needed help clearing the path so that they could make it happen. Now, you also have something on the SHINE project where if somebody wants to support a student, how do they go about doing that? Yeah, so there's a section on our website that they Mm -hmm. can email in, whether through monetary donations or donations of their time, and Mm -hmm. it will prompt you through that on the website. Oh, lovely. That's great. Keep that up. That's really important. So what's your next big thing, my dear sweet sister? What's on the horizon for Ashley? Well, (laughs) we haven't announced (laughs) the project yet. Since I asked. I'm not technically allowed to because we're still waiting for the contract, but I will say in the most discreet way possible that more riding is coming very soon, and I'm very excited for what's next. (laughs) Oh, well, good for you. Congratulations in advance. Let us be the first one to have you talk about the next big thing that you're not supposed to tell anyone about. How's that feel? (laughs) Thank you, Sister Jenna. That is a deal. (laughs) All right, beautiful. So leave us with a website where individuals can get more information on you and lots of good wishes for 2020. All the very best. Thank you. You too. You can come and see me at theshineproject.com, and I love our tribe on Instagram where you can find me at Ashley K. Lemieux. Oh, beautiful. Thanks so much. Happy holidays again, and thanks for being on air with us. Happy holidays. Thanks so much (laughs) for having me. You're welcome. Take care, Ashley. So lovely, guys. You know, sometimes through the dark moments, there will be a light. And despite whatever we go through, we are born to shine, as Ashley said. I mean, we get so stuck on the dark and the negative. And I get it. I get it. I was doing a video the other day, and everything was perfect except for my hair sticking out. And all I could see in the whole video was the hair. And what I was reminding myself of is this is how we are as the human nature is, you know, perfection is perfection, and it's just there. But when something isn't so right, it's interesting to see the kind of energy that we can put into it and how that can change the whole destiny of where we're supposed to be going. So give that some thought. 
do you get stuck on the small things and it just transforms your whole destiny? It takes you in a completely different direction? <laughs> Something to think about. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we really are here to love each other the same. So let's do that. Here's Vanessa Williams, Colors of the Wind. Take care, everyone.
I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.